Welcome to the Cashflow Canucks podcast, where Canadian entrepreneurs and investors come to learn about wealth creation. Experts in their fields will join your host, Peter Lount, to share their successes, challenges, and discuss opportunities. Join me and my guest, Kirilescu, as we talk about the significance of meditation in improving one's business and daily performance. Kira is the CEO of the Eagle Institute, and she teaches entrepreneurs and business leaders meditation and self-healing skills. She's going to share how you can use these techniques in both business and personal aspects of your life. Welcome and enjoy. Today on Cashflow Connects, we have Kira Lescu. Kira, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Kira, can you tell the Cashflow Connects community a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I've been an entrepreneur for very, very long time. And I, I think this is my eighth business I'm on now. A couple of them have been multi-million dollar businesses. And now I teach meditation to help people that are, whether they're going through stress or overwhelm, or they just want to improve their performance because it's the thing that really helped me when things were down and darkest and I didn't know what to do. It was the thing that got me through and I learned it through doing some really challenging things in business. And so that's what I do now is I help other entrepreneurs, other business leaders, uh, how to use those techniques specifically to issues that they have in front of them. Okay. Um, can you take us back to that history, how you found meditation? Absolutely. So I've been at this for a while. So in the early to mid nineties, I was working in a custom powder coating company, which is a type of metal finishing. And our clients were automotive appliance, military, consumer goods, architectural, and the demands were extremely high and the penalties for non-performance were really high. So if you shut GM or any of the big three, it costs about a million dollars an hour. So if, yeah, exactly. And then we had lead times that were a few hours long, like about four hours long. So it was kind of a joke in the industry. Um, the rush stuff is already done. We're working on the impossible. And if you need a miracle, please allow 30 minutes. So, <laughs> and everybody around me was having heart attacks and strokes because like our, cl our clients, um, you know, their, their administrative staff, their production staff, and in their early 30s and it just the pressure was just so incredibly high and I just said you know I don't want to be on that track and I started first of all came to yoga but very quickly started meditating because that was what I needed to have the clarity on how to handle some of these really challenging problems as well as not get affected not get drawn to that. And, and none of that stuff happened to me. I had extremely good health. I worked less. And, um, you know, we had some very innovative things that did in that company. And then I just continued that journey because it was a competitive advantage. It really was. So. And I would say um, just in terms of me, my studies in terms of entrepreneurs and, you know, successful people and all that, you know, not that there was a stigma around meditation, but you didn't hear a lot about it. Now you hear the almost all you have to in order to be able to succeed. You yeah. need to have that. That was certainly true. Like when I first started, like I 
started doing my training to become a yoga teacher when I was running this manufacturing company. I mean, we were big, we were growing fast. We were doing tier two and tier one work. So our clients were global companies and they would almost put their hands up like, ah, what are you doing? Like, um, but then I reached a point, I brought it in in my last business in 2007 when we had the downturn because we were a new company and we were only three years old at the time. And I knew that we needed everybody's best if we were going to be competitive and make the changes we needed to do to deal with a, you know, a changing client base that was very fearful about spending money because our clients were high-end clients. And it was hands down, it was the best thing. It, that was if I had to point to one business decision in my whole life that was amazing. First of all, it was me learning to meditate, and second of all, it was teaching my staff because it solved problems that I didn't know how to solve any other way. And at that time, it was becoming a little bit more, I don't know, acceptable. But today, you know, people come to me like, oh my gosh, I need to learn to do that. I heard it helps with this. I heard it helps with that. Almost 25% of Fortune 500 companies have in-house meditation now. So it's, it's really not um, innovative anymore. It's kind of like you have to do it to keep up. And the reason why they're doing it is because people think better, they work less, they do better quality work, and teams get along better, more, create, more creativity. I mean, there's thousands of studies that show different aspects of meditation and how it is. Okay, so meditation, um, can you talk about what specific, what's your methodology to, to meditation? I know there's a kind of a spectrum of yes. practices. Can you talk yes. about what you specifically practice? Yeah, so I teach a number of different styles because you're absolutely right. There's a huge broad range of different techniques that do specific things. So I personally teach from beginner level right up to like advanced people that like I personally got 13,000 hours of meditation experience. So I teach quite advanced techniques and, and te train other teachers as well. So we look at a person's level with what their background was in terms of meditation. And this can be for an individual or a work group that wants to do it together, what their objectives are. And then um, I recommend techniques that will meet them where they're at, that'll be the best thing for what they're trying to accomplish in that moment. And that can be anything from learning a mindfulness and action technique, which is sort of a premeditation technique. We're teaching a lot of pranayama, which is breathing techniques, because that stops the stress response faster than anything else. Um, and we also have like a little mini course that we do on strengthening the positive mind that we're doing with a lot of work teams. So in all the uncertainty that we're dealing with, then, you know, it helps you to not go into fear over...
for a situation and you can on brain thinking differently. So you get a different outcome. And then we also, people that are more rich intuition development. So how can I be more intuitive of my business go? How can I be more creative? Because intuition and creativity are very closely connected. And then right up to, okay, we, we have got some really major issues that I'm dealing with personally, maybe on an interpersonal level. And we teach techniques to people how they can change that dynamic pretty easily. I, sorry, I was on mute there, but uh, sorry, the lot, the piece you talked about in terms of intuition, because that was, that's the bridge to creativity. I was going to ask you about yeah. that piece, but you're saying at a base level, it's really about removing stress, I think is part of the biggest. That's the first thing that people have to do. So um, it's like you can't, that's a foundation. Relaxation and being able to relax your body, mind, and emotion, because all, all those three things are connected. If you want to access any higher state, then you need to be able to do that first. And you can't really skip that step. So it doesn't matter like how intuitive you want to be. If you're in the negative mind and you can't, haven't learned how to turn that off through stopping the stress response, it affects hundreds of different mental and emotional skills that you have. So that's the first step um, for people if they haven't learned to do that already. And people see profound improvements as a result of doing that. And um, so how do you integrate with a, with a individual or a company? Is it all in person based on what's happening now? Are you doing it all remote or how, how does that work? We've always been almost entirely remote. So hmm. we're kind of ahead of the game on that. Um, we work generally over Zoom. Um, if we have bigger groups, then we work over, you know, like a webinar style. Um, I, we just worked with a huge work group yesterday. It was, or sorry, last week, it was about 275 people and it was an introductory level, but with more, um, advanced or people working to do more specific techniques, we try to keep the groups down, um, depending on the level between 20 and 50 for introductory level. And then for advanced, more advanced work between five and 20 for, uh, leaders, a lot of times they need the skills faster, sooner. So we work with them one-on-one -on -one so that they can be ahead of where their teams are. And we can be addressing the different issues that they're facing as an executive or as the person who's, who's got the whole thing on their shoulders to give them some extra support so that um, they can navigate these very challenging times and feel confident in having their staff meditate that they're at least at this level that they're at right so you've done thirteen thousand plus hours meditation yep. at what point do people feel um can they feel maybe not at a mastery level but maybe at a point where they can be self-sufficient like how much time does it take and maybe it depends on the situation. Honestly, I don't think so. you're ever self-sufficient because the higher you get, you still need to keep learning. It's like anything. Like you don't see people going to the Olympics with no coaches. When you're at the highest level, you have <laughs> right? right? So you have people that do specific things. But in terms of getting to a point where you can practice on your own, Honestly, I think it's kind of more like swimming. You can practice on your own, but you should have someone checking in with that you're okay at any given time. 
But for beginners, generally, we recommend at least three months of, depending on the style that they're doing, either weekly um, or if we're doing short sessions in Pranayama like we do, we do it two or three times a week because it's only about 20 minutes, at least three months on their own because that gets you past a whole bunch of challenges. It calms the body down and it gets you into a rhythm. Then after that, people can evaluate, okay, how much can I do on my own? How fast do I want to go? with this? How, how much do I want to progress? What are my goals? And then it might be appropriate to continue weekly. It might be appropriate to do every two weeks. It might be appropriate to do once a month. It's really a person and what their goals are at that point and the challenges that they're going through. Because this really helps you when you're going through challenges. And if you forget practice <laughs> or you're not sure how to deal with something in your practice, you need the expert there to say, okay, this is a technique that's going to help you in this situation. And this is how to do it when you get off track. Right. So it's not just even just the day-to-day -day stresses, but as life kind of passes you by, there are always challenges that come and this will yeah. give you, you'll be prepared to deal with them. I've never met a challenge. I couldn't out meditate. <laughs> um, and what, what, so what's kind of next for you in terms of what you, you do? Um, you, you built yourself to this point. Where do you foresee taking this? Well, I really see us being integrated into businesses because it's it, part of business performance. In the, in, in the day and age we're in right now, the mind is overstimulated. Technology is not going away, but technology is causing mental health issues. And we need to be clear about that. And it's causing a lot of social issues. And in order for us to capitalize on the benefits that we can receive through using technology, we need to be able to control our minds and control our physical and emotional things and to use the mind to guide it, not to be reactive and to get caught through cycles, which is very easy to happen. I mean, technology is very addictive. It stimulates the part of the brain that are very similar to addiction. So uh, to use it responsibly, you want to be in charge, you want to be in control. And I really see the benefits of how we can all recreate uh, and solve all the problems that our world is facing right now by maximizing what we can do with our minds, by maximizing what we can do with activity. So working with companies and business teams that are on the cutting edge that want to have that level of proactivity is going to be, I think, the, you know, as I said, 25% of companies in, are already doing it in the U.S. So there's a reason why companies have been, don't invest in things that are wasting their time, right? We're talking big companies like insurance companies and Google and tech companies and banks. I mean, they know it helps their, their people to do better. So I see that trend continuing. And at a more... Um, I think it's going to continue. We're going to see even more of it in education as well and with younger and younger because they're experiencing even more dramatic of the problems that their parents are. And there's obviously going to be a lot of aftermath from what's happening in the world today too, right? And people are going to need something like this to, um, to help them yeah. kind of get, get through it. Yeah. And I mean, we're really the tip of the iceberg. We really have the potential to reinvent 
our society in very positive ways right now. So I kind of look at it like a birth. We're kind of birthing the next version of humans right now. And that can be a rough birth or it can be an easy birth. Meditation and doing that is one of the tools that people that are in positions of leadership can use to make that an easier transition. And when they're doing it themselves, if they're helping the people around them, giving this to do that, then we say, oh, wait, this thing that I thought was a problem, it's just the way I'm looking at it. It's just the way I'm reacting. I'm actually part of the problem. Oh, wait, I have control over that. I have awareness now that I can stop that and I can respond differently. I can choose to make a different choice. And meditation gives you the insight to do that. It gives you the skills in the moment when you're being triggered by something that maybe doesn't need to trigger you at all. Maybe it's even a good thing. It's just the way your mind has been looking at things when you're fearful or stressed. So yeah, I think it's a huge advantage as we invent how we're doing things here. I am, I know someone had heard them say about meditation versus sleep in terms of meditation is more restful than even sleep is at a, I don't know if it's multiple times or what your, what's your thoughts on, on that? If, if it depends on the practice. And yes, if I had, I would give up sleep to do my meditation practice. I mean, I think they're both important. And I think over a long period of time, you want to keep sleeping, but it is generally seen that people that meditate a lot um, can sleep. Yes, but they don't sleep less because they're working more sleep less because their body's relaxed and it's not taxed. So it doesn't need it. And they get their work done more efficiently and they don't waste time on things. That's a huge thing we'll get from meditation. There's like 10 things to do and you're like, oh, only two of them are important and one's kind of important and only one's really going to get me 80% of what I need to do. Someone in a stress mind's like, oh, I got to do all these 10. I got to do all these 10. And they're scrambling to get it done. And then they're not putting the best effort into the most important thing. So someone who meditates will have that time, not necessarily for sleep, but just for being relaxed and enjoying their life. And um, I guess we, we always look at meditation in terms of creating space in the mind. And you said taking away this, the stress and um, maybe that rush that, that people feel all the time, the anxiousness. Um, how does that play out to, have you, do you even talk about this part of it physically to people? like? Taking away oh, stress, how does that impact your I cannot physical? tell you how many people I have seen healed from disease. And actually, that's the main reason why I'm teaching meditation today. I went through a very stressful sale in, in my last business with a business partner who was extremely stressed, so he's very difficult to deal with. And um, I was telling a bunch of business colleagues in a group, and they're like, oh, you know, what's happening? I said, oh, and then this happened, and this happened, and they're like, I'd be in the hospital if that happened to me. Like, you're so calm. Like, how can you just stand here so calm telling that story? Aren't you stressed? And I'm like, well, yeah, but I meditate. So it doesn't bother me. And they said, I need this. I need to learn this right now. <laughs> and then someone brought me in and started teaching their, their top staff, their top senior managers, because they were all engineers and working on things where it literally was life and death if they didn't do the job right. Like they, were, they had things where people's lives were depending on it. So, um, that was how it started and, you know, people saw the benefit right away. And that's the most important thing. When you can look after yourself first, you have so much to give to everybody else, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and your health is better. Like I didn't get sick. If you do those, those, have you ever heard of those stress, stress scale things? Or if you have this happen, it's so many points. And if you score over 400, you're like almost 70, 80% chance that you're going to get a really serious disease. I was like more than double what that number was. And I didn't get sick. <laughs> wow. So because you're not getting stressed from it and stress we know is a precursor for disease. It changes the body campus chemistry more susceptible to like cancer, lifestyle diseases, diabetes, but also just getting an infection. So really important in these times when that's sort of a top of for mind. Sure. So can you maybe give some tips to the listeners in terms of where to get started? I'm going to ask them how to get in touch with you as well, but what's kind of, what would you say kind of a baseline to start with? Yeah. So we definitely, we have resources. They can check out our YouTube channel. Um, we actually have some classes right on there that people can try. Um, if you're really stressed right now, I think the best thing you can do is breathing techniques and pranayama. And there's not a lot of places that teach that. We have some programs on that. Um, and if they want to know more about like how the stress response particularly works, or how it changes um, competitive advantages in the workplace. We also have some great videos on our YouTube channel on that. So I would suggest people check out our YouTube channel. Just look up the Eagle Institute, um, or you know, I can give you the link if you want that. Um, but that's probably one of the best places to start. And I also have some caution. Like there are some really amazing teachers out there, but there's also a lot of people that it's trendy that are doing it. So be cautious and, you know, ask questions about who you're learning from. Do they have the experience level to be doing it? So because it's all over the map. There are people that are amazing that have tons of experience. And there's some people that have I've talked to people te that teach meditation that don't meditate themselves. They learn some kind of course to teach it. So, I don't know. And maybe also finding something that you connect with. Cause I think, you know, don't, don't like you find something that doesn't work. Don't know that there are other options out there besides just, you know, like what you've seen on, you've heard on YouTube or whatever. Like there's, there's yeah. so many different ways to, to connect with it. Yeah. And I can't stress this enough, like with meditation, working with, you can use audio and video as a support, but it shouldn't be the main thing. When you work with the teacher, we have something that's called brain entrainment. And this happens anytime that you are speaking with someone is that your brain starts to synchronize with the other person's brain. So if you're working with someone who's had a lot of experience in meditation, their brain is stronger than yours. Those synapses are stronger, but it's also an energy field, a quantum energy, quantum field. So their field is really strong. So your brain and your energy tunes into their field and it learns from that other person how to calm down. You can't get that on an app. You can get it a bit over video when we teach over video, when it's a live interaction, but that's a really important part of learning to meditate is getting and getting that feedback from the teacher. So you can do a little bit of stuff on your own, but to try and do it entirely on your own, you're probably not going to get the results that, you, that you're looking for. It's, um, you know, and that's kind of interaction to really move you forward. Okay. 
Oh, that's great. Well, Carrie, I really appreciate you uh, spending time today, um, sharing your story and sharing what you do and how you help um, you know people and businesses um, grow and create and de-stress and all the goodness that comes with um, meditation. Um, so, yeah, no, thank you once again. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Take care. Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time to listen to the Cash Volcanox podcast. You'll be able to find out more about our guests and how to connect with them in the show notes for this episode. Would you like to learn the secret way savvy investors and smart entrepreneurs are turning their expenses into positive cash flow? Then you want to read the Infinite Banking Concept book. For a limited time, I am giving away free copies of this book valued at $30. If you want a copy, just email me, Peter, with the subject line book to peter at cashflowcanucks.ca. Again, if you want a free copy of the Infinite Banking Concept book, just email me at peter at cashflowcanucks.ca with the subject line book and your mailing address and I'll send you a copy. You'll finally understand how the wealthy elite is turning everyday expenses into cash flow. Just email me at peter at cashflowcanucks.ca.